good day, maybe. Um, my stream preview is back on. So I think we're back. Uh, let me just type to refresh. If it hasn't come back for you guys, then refresh. And we should be good. Uh, we back. Nice. There we go. E. Rip is now in tier two. Ah, I'll move that back. That was because we added the uh, it's coming home emotes last week. Rip shouldn't be in tier two, uh, especially with the amount of time that, that Sky goes down. Rip needs to be in tier one. <laughs> I'll move it back after the stream. Thanks for pointing out, though, mate. Um, where did we get to? Where did we get to? I was, I was talking about, so yeah, Netflix wants to, it's, it's competing with EA in terms of it's taking their staff, so it's serious. And it wants to create its own sort of Game Pass function where you've got a subscription where you have games. If it's doing it just to justify a price increase, then that's not competing with Game Pass. But if they really do want to have something that competes with Game Pass, then they really need quality. And that's that's going to be the key thing. Is Are they going to create a Stranger Things 4, 5, 6, 7 uh, isometric retro game? Okay, that's nice, but you're not going to get the whole of market and you're not going to need shitloads of development teams for that. So it'd be interesting to know where they aim with that because they have a lot of IP. They've got shitloads of their own titles that they can merchandise. Or they could just start... I mean, they can create stories. They, they either have good writers i don't know how netflix works in terms of its content system i don't they either have rooms full of wonderful writers or they have a network where they can approach external writers or or other writers can come to them with ideas maybe it's a little bit of all of that either way they have some really good systems for creating content and getting new narratives and if they can do that for tv they absolutely can do that for video games and as we've seen over the last 10 years Video games and TV and movies are on par. They are so close to each other now in terms of storytelling. It's just whether Netflix can have that level of quality storytelling and development at the same time. The Last of Us takes five years, seven years, whatever it is, to put together. Does does Netflix have that level of investment? Because they think about a film, they have the script to put together, they rush through production, and then they're streaming it because they don't have to go through the external, like, cinema releases and stuff. They're, 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 they're what's it, what's it called? Vertical integration? H having everything from distribution of the film right through to the filming and, and the cast uh, writing. That is, Netflix owns all of that, so they can push that out super quick and relatively cost effective uh are they going to be in it for the long game are they going to produce games that don't that can't be released in 12 months but have to be three four five six years i'm not sure i'm not sure it's a big change if, if that is the case um where did we get to my parents have netflix but wouldn't keep paying if they added games uh, games deals they didn't want yeah exactly but then again if they keep the content coming at that sort at that point in time a lot of people will be like well it's cheaper than sky so do you know what? I might get rid of Sky to adjust to pay for the Netflix. I will watch. I do watch more Netflix than Sky. This last week, um, the only things that have been watched in our house on Sky is Danielle watching Love Island. Um, but with when when I'm in the living room or whatever, it's okay. Let's put Netflix on and keep watching Modern Family because it's an exceptional TV program. Give it watch if you haven't watched it. It's fucking good. Anyway, if I get free KFC with my Netflix, I'm in. Uh, Netflix and <laughs> KFC Gaming will, will join forces. I'm predicting. Um, potentially, potentially with some sort of crossovers. Um, uh, good morning, 
is it morning? Afternoon now, Robo Daniel says, original series based on their own games don't then have to license series from others. Series promote game, game promote series. Exactly, that holy trinity. You, you get the game and the series at the same time, and then that's when you lead to, if it's big enough, let's get some merch stuff uh, and so on. Although the merch stuff then starts to see physical stuff in retail which has longer production times which is not necessarily netflix's model but but yeah absolutely definitely um and then we got to the bit where, where it went down thanks to sky nice ggs don't get sky by the way uh, last word i heard before the rip was literally sky <laughs> but, well there you go say it and it drops um uh can we get a sky rip do you know what i'm gonna ask craig to get to ask us for a for some sort of Wi-Fi dropout emote so that you can spam that. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll get that one as a viewer emote because we don't need it anywhere else. It's just on the channel. So anyone that's a follower emote, should I say. So as long as you're a follower, you'll get that one and you can use it on this channel, but you can't take it with you. So yeah, I'll get I'll, I'll get that one put in. Um, they even own their own sound stages now. I remember they're buying up some when I was still working in production in London. Yeah, exactly. That level, I mean, I remember old school. So my... my journalism degree was talking about the old school cinematic vertical integration of um movie studios buying up everything and buying up their own cinemas and so on uh, and buying up uh, their own release schedules which basically meant that if you were an independent cinema because they controlled everything from the casts and their contracts to filming production to distribution of the films and any other competitive cinemas to get their films you had to pay a stupidly obscene price or you had to, if you wanted Black Widow, you'd have to get, if you didn't want Fast and Furious 9, you have to get that too. If you didn't want the kids' films that are out as well, you'd have to buy all of those and you'd have to buy them in bunches, which actually became quite negative for the industry. So it'd be interesting to see if Netflix eventually evolves into that sort of angle where they control so many touch points of the industry that they monopolize it uh, and then start to have negative impacts elsewhere i'm not sure i'm not sure netflix isn't that that stable in itself in the fact that they they are currently teetering with the the options of needing price increases to make themselves sustainable but yeah it'd be interesting to see how it goes um uh, look at Stadia now, uh, mostly third party, unless they do the same as Stadia and get the same games, but at a cheaper price and a better net code infrastructure. Bandersnatch was also their first look into the games, albeit a bit more pick your own adventure game, but still a game. Uh, yes, exactly. Most used emote on Twitch, I sub Sky Rip. <laughs> this, yeah. this emote has been used 2,456 times today. Uh, I imagine they would make it so if you want to learn more about the events, background, lore of the game or series, you'd, you'd have to watch and play both to get the full picture. Yeah, kind of like... I mean, slightly different elements of two series, but like DC did with Flash and Arrow, you got the you could watch them individually, but if you wanted the full picture and you watch them side by side, you got like the bigger thing, and then you got like Supergirl and Agents of Tomorrow or whatever it was that all start to filter in. It's kind of like a NAF MCU uh, in that sort of sense. It, it was decent, but not as good. Not as good. Anyway, speaking of Stadia. Yeah, yeah, shit, MCU, mate. <laughs> Although I really didn't... I, I, I say that because MCU hasn't let me down yet but but the um um the arrow flash crossover started out so promising and i gave up on it in the end uh, and for some i'm 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 tight if i start investing time in something i must finish it just because and i've not bothered with that because it just got so naff mm. so yeah um yeah just like luke cage defenders etc yeah that that was yeah um the the cwdc uh, TV series body shooters. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, as mentioned, Stadia uh, 
Chris just brought it back up. So let's use that as a jumping off point to jump into our next article. Uh, Iceman says, I'm the only, uh, the only person that has seen make a positive on this. I haven't actually read the article. So my positive is just based off of a, an ongoing conversation. So the title of the article does say, Stadia to give devs a cut of Stadia Pro revenue based on how often their game is played. So I'm coming in at that. Whereas this has been a, a conversation not just on Stadia, but on on um, what's Apple's mm. thing? Apple's version of Games Pass plus Game Pass. Um, uh, there's been conversations based on on the payment systems for those. Are they good? Are they bad? Giving a brand some money up front, or, or then charging them, uh, giving them a kickback depending on how much time is played? Does that lead to Apple Arcade? There you go. Um, so. Uh, like the way that the payment systems for those they they're still evolving because you you then start to define which games are made if you have a 30 to 40 minute spectacular story that's incredible but you play through it once and you don't really need to play it again that game will die and you'll never get that made again because if the revenue is based on how often a game is played that can be quite negative flip side smaller developers that have games that keep touch points and need you coming back can earn shit loads of money anyway that was the gist so i don't actually know if there's a positive or not so let's let's jump in and see um this is written by alison mcaloon at gamma sutra gamma sutra i don't know i always thought it was gamma sutra but i don't actually know as in like karma mm. sutra so we'll just We'll just go with that one. Um, so Google's cloud-based game streaming service Stadia has announced a handful of new initiatives aimed at maximizing the return game developers see uh, from their Stadia titles and at the same time bringing more players into the paid side of Stadia's offerings. Uh, so as shared during Stadia keynote for Google Games Developer Summit, Google has a number of tricks up its sleeve that it believes will be mutually beneficial for game developers and Stadia as a platform, including a playtime-based cut of Stadia Pro revenue, a player referral program, and temporary changes to revenue share on Stadia. The first idea, Stadia's Kareen Yap explains, is in the video above, uh, was born from one question. How can we ensure partners benefit more readily from our subscription? Starting this month, Google has pledged 70% of Stadia Pro's revenue to game developers that offer their games up as freebies on Stadia Pro. For specifically, uh, pay is based upon engagement for active claimable Stadia Pro titles and will only apply to games new to the service. Engagement in this case is measured in session days, so developers will seemingly get a larger part of that 70% share depending on how many days individual Stadia Pro players log into their games. Uh, likely aiming to boost those potential figures, Google's second new Stadia developer program encourages encourages game makers to hand out click-to-play uh, click affiliate links uh, to would-be players and promises to pay out $10 for every player that converts from a free trial to a paid subscription. Uh, this perk is set to go live in the first half of 2022, though. Judging by a slide shown during the presentation, developers will need to accrue $500 through the affiliate, affiliate marketing program before it'll pay out. Uh, Stadia says this particular program is one way the team is leveraging the platform's unique cloud-based features and uh, as it has a unique ability to generate a link to a partner's game and provide data for how that link performs and the players it brings to Stadia and the game. If that sounds at least uh, partially familiar, it's probably because this is a more engagement-focused spin on a feature Stadia has been talking about for ages. That feature, Click to Play, allows players to click a link and instantly start playing a game from right within their web browser through Stadia. With the final dev-geared announcements uh, from the keynote, Stadia follows in the footsteps of many other platforms, re-evaluating their 
default revenue splits, albeit temporarily. To, to that end, starting this Q4, newly signed games on Stadia will take home 85% of their revenue, likely compared to the industry standard 70%, while Google will only take 15 There's a small batch of caveats with that revenue split shift, however. First off, and like both Apple and Google have done on mobile, only developers earning under a certain threshold on the storefront can benefit from the 85-15 split. For Stadia, the magic number is $3 million. After a game earns $3 million revenue, the split reverts to its previous state. Secondly, the 85-15 revenue split isn't going to be around forever. In addition to only uh, applying to newly signed games, the offer will only apply to games that launch in either Q4 2021, 2022 and 2023. That's good news from a revenue generated perspective, but in order to access these new partner incentives, you first need to develop your game for Stadia, says Yap. And there we go. So Stadia, trying to make itself a little bit more, what's the word, appealing to developers by offering new revenue splits. Bib, what are your thoughts? What's 85% of zero? <laughs> It's, it is it's a massive incentive to be perfectly honest it's great that they're going to be giving something back but they need a player base in the first place they need an incentive for people to pick up stadia first then play the games not here's the games now come and play like they need an incentive to be able to do that what 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 are they giving to people i mean the give the biggest thing that they did at the time was was it for Cyberpunk? If you pre-ordered Cyberpunk on Google Stadia, you got a, you got a Google Stadia for free. So it would cost you fifty pound for Cyberpunk and then Google Stadia. That's a fantastic deal. Regardless of what you think about Cyberpunk, you are getting a free video game console. What have they done since then? Like the 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 far too quiet. We'll we'll say it again. We said it a million times again. Get the t-shirt. Um, we supported this with two. We bought two stadias for the office. Obviously, we've not been in there for two years, for 15, 16 months now. And we've but been gutted in because that we time, wanted to go in and play stadia all the time during that time as well. So. <laughs> Every single day. Um, but there's just no noise coming from stadia. If it is, it's that they've either shut something down or someone's moved on. There's just no noise coming from them whatsoever, which is such a crying shame because we are getting to a point where this is going to be the norm and they could have been market leaders, but they've just blown that opportunity. And it's a massive shame, massive, massive shame. So eventually it may come full circle. It may end up being worthwhile, but at this moment in time, I think it would be more likely to be shut down than it is to move on to bigger and better things. So yeah, uh, look after the player base first in terms of getting them to what's the incentive for them to be able to come over and then give these promises to the devs. I know that sounds backwards because you need the devs to be able to create the content first for other people to be able to come. But what's the point in them creating all this hard work for them to put it onto Stadia and then gain absolutely nothing back because there's no one there to play the games. 85% of nothing. Big numbers. Uh, Gary <laughs> says, you bought two? I wonder who bought the other eight. <laughs> Call me off. <laughs> Let's chuckle at that one. Uh, uh... <laughs> what the fuck? Is... Super Kelly was, excuse me, I don't mean to be that guy, but I'm calling it. I think you're both awesome. You're the Anton Deck of Twitch and a bunch of gosh darn legends. You do more for streams than an estuary. <laughs> 
I'm assuming you're, you're trolling, uh, trolling through Twitch and putting that in everyone's chat. But do you know what? I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Super Kelly one. Oh, wonderful. Uh, Robert Daniel says, uh, Adam West, uh, Batman, and Lois and Clark remains the best DC TV series ever fight me. Lois and Clark. Um, are we talking like, the, was it what was he called? Dean Kane and Terry Hatcher, that one? Badass TV series, if that's what we're talking. Um, uh, as the only other I've watched was the the Nineties Flash series. I agree, says Magic Man. Um, uh, Iceman says. So jumping back into this story, says uh, so you could see more devs abandoning creativity and relying on what always works to use an so old assignment title of mine, killing creativity for the sake of conformity. I mean, that's that's the danger. That is the danger. Um, if you're an independent developer. And you want to make, like I say, a story game, be it be it 40 minutes, be it four hours, whatever it is, something that you can tick off, let, let, a way out, a way out. Let's use that as an example. Mm -hmm. Exceptional game. Really incredible game. It, it gets me and Bibi playing the game for seven hours. Two days is what we spent on that. You could do it in one, whereas Stadia gives more revenue to, to games that have people coming back day after day after day after day. Okay, they might get four days out of us then because we'll play three and a half hours today, whereas I'm one character, and three and a half hours tomorrow when we finish that, and then three and a half hours and three and a half hours while we flip it around and Bibi gets to be the other character and I get to be the one that he mm -hmm. wants. Four days maximum. Most people aren't going to do that because you've gone through the story. You can see what it is. Um Games like A Way Out would not exist in that, which would be an absolute travesty if that was the case. Yeah. So, but that's that's just one of the things. I mean, that's that's kind of one of the eggs that need to be broken in the greater omelette. That Stadia then need to realise, okay, we need like a we need two different sort of payment streams. You've got your live service or continued play sort of games uh, but then they'd need to have something that compensates for that because if they don't have something for that developers are not going to make that um, or they will but for someone else's systems Xbox has done a lot of work with indies I know they have Game Pass uh, as well which is potentially a similar sort of revenue payout system as that but xbox works with indies exceptionally well so you guarantee that xbox will have different systems that will will compensate indies differently not just the must play all the time every day but speaking of xbox robert daniel says gonna say xbox game pass ultra um and then says ultimate my brain died uh offers <laughs> better value it does absolutely 100 percent Better, better value. More games, more titles, consistent games coming. Even yesterday, on the podcast that was on for the 30 Plus community last night, we were talking about E3, which made me flick back to my E3 notes. So, coming free to Stadia. Um, some stuff, maybe, I don't know. I don't know, not seen it. They've not posted about it. So maybe stuff is free, potentially, on Stadia. Coming free to Xbox Game Pass. Obviously, air quotes on free. Starfield, Stalker 2, Back for Blood, Contraband, Sea of Thieves, Yakuza Like a Dragon, uh, 12 Minutes, Psychonauts 2, uh, 10 more Bethesda games are being added to it. Fallout 76 DLC, Elder Scrolls Online, Party Animals, Hades, Somerville, Halo, uh, Diablo 2, uh, Resurrected, A Plague's Tale, Far Cry 6. You get the idea replaced as well i'm going to mention because it looks badass all those are coming to game pass so you as a developer what what would you rather play would you rather put a game on on game pass where there is such a bigger uh user base therefore more users therefore potentially more revenue or would you just rather stick to stadia is it is it little fish in uh well a big fish in a little pond kind of thing for stadia for uh, for devs maybe but it just it needs 
I mean, it's it's nice. Let's say that's decent. Eighty five percent revenue shift for for all new games. So if you're if you're an indie dev that's already got a game on Stadia, unlucky, you get infected with your seventy percent. That's what it is. Anyone that brings a new game will get eighty five percent. So they're getting fifteen percent more revenue than you. So if you're a dev, make a new game, bring new content to it. That's kind of what they're trying to do. I think trying to get the new content in. So we will give you more revenue if you put your games here, which gives more reasons for people to come back here, which gets us more users, which kind of starts the wheel going. But you kind of need that. You need the fuck me sort of moment, something to come in and and hit things moving. Like offering offering the revenue. You need an example of success though. You need someone that's come in and created a game that has thrived, that people pay attention to, that is only available on Stadia. Uh, that yeah. is what it is. If you can't do that, you do what Xbox did to get people out of their PlayStation uh, libraries of games. Just give them all the games uh, with Xbox Game Pass. And Stadia needs to sign that sort of stuff. And if it doesn't do that, then it's just not going to do anything. Um, uh, let me jump back. Where did we get to? Uh, you both do more for ice cream than a Mr. Whippy with a flake. <laughs> no, I don't troll. <laughs> I spread positivity. Too many schmucks out there. I, it wasn't... I mean, even if it was, you can you can troll and be positive at the same time. So, yeah, I didn't know whether it was bespoke positivity or or what, but I appreciate it anyway. It's nice. Uh, the problem with developing a game is you continue to innovate however a deadline is set uh, to get the game out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thing that Stadia is asking here, though. If, you, if you're releasing a game anytime soon, Put it on Stadia within quarter four 2021 through 2022 or 2023 and you'll get good revenue. That's basically them doing a... We're, we're, we're breaking down the walls and we're giving you a shitload of money for now. Um, what if, if your system's so attractive, is that not something that you would just commit to? Why are you trying to force people in for the short period of term? Is that because you want to then start taking the money back off them in 2024? Or is that because you don't believe you're going to be around in 2024? I mean, it could be <laughs> with the way Stadia's gone. Uh, I'm so calling you to the ant and deck of Twitch uh, right now. Um, uh, as as I I can't remember where I mentioned it yesterday. Uh, it wasn't ant and deck. It was more like can and dick. <laughs> so there you yeah. go. Uh, you can choose which one is which. By the way, it's they're both interchangeable. Uh, the problem with, oh, no, I've gone that bit. Um, it's similar sentiment to someone from Super Rare Games. Uh, the first I saw of the story. Um, in what ways? In like Super Rare Games didn't like the idea of it, or they did like the idea of it? Because I imagine some developers of games absolutely love the idea of well i was thinking of maybe trying stadia anyway and now i'm getting 15 percent more revenue whereas others will be like okay well if, if revenue is based on playtime it's irrelevant to me um so i think it, it will it will be nice for some but not as much for others uh it's striking the right balance look at red dead gta they don't come out every year but when they come out uh they're huge and 10 out of 10 um history has been repeated with game dev has been squeezed into unrealistic time frames e3 is an example cyberpunk um uh Robert Daniel says, well, there is a point where you draw a line in the features and need to look down on the core features and the content. Uh, yeah, the 80 20 approach ish. Um, uh, da -da, where do we get to? I agree with that point. I just think make a game for your vision rather than for a pure profit motive. Um, also, the, unless the release has been announced, and sometimes even if it has, the date always has a chance of shift, particularly in today's world. Uh, I've got work in a few hours and you're still talking about Stadia. Are you going to call my boss and tell her the reason I'm not in is because you bored me to death? Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe we will jump on. We've got one uh, story to follow. I'll just catch up with the chat now. Um, that's a very pure way of looking at game dev. But as a family, it can't be fed and bills can't. But uh, but uh, 
and builds capability with helps. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 I get you, I get you. You need to look at what's possible within the budget and the time. Uh, bored to death. Uh, bibs and G-hams are far from boring. They are so epic when they ask for pie, they don't request slices. No, they ask for their pie to be served to decimal places. Maths drop. I'll <laughs> <laughs> um, take that. The person I saw comment on it called it the true horror of the subscription-based future. And that's the thing. I mean, it's it's... It's a very subjective horror, though. Uh, it absolutely is a horror for creativity. Um, but for someone like me that, that enjoys open-ended games and, and isn't so much into the indie spectrum, then that's it's not too bad for me in that sort of sense. But if that's someone else, that's the opposite of that, it's it's horrendous. Okay, well, the games that I play are gone. Uh, they're just not going to exist. So it is, it is a huge negative, um, but just not for everyone. Um I do have to go uh, go, go now. They classic brushes. Thank you very much, Super Curly One. Appreciate you being here. I appreciate you being so positive. Keep spreading that positivity. It's it's wonderful. Too too many ass hats in the world. So it's nice to get um uh, the whatever the opposite of an ass hat would be. Just a just a nice hat, <laughs> a head hat. Yeah, you you go head hat, <laughs> spike ass hat. <laughs> so, well, you you can be. You, you want to be, but deep down you're not. That's the thing, Spike. We know. We know. Um, anyway, moving ahead. M Moon, aka Mariella Moon at Engadget says, Crypto Farm with thousands of PS4 pros raided in uh, Hatas. There you go. There you go. That's the, that's the opposite. Not in Hatas, but Crypto Farm <laughs> with thousands of PS4 pros raided <laughs> in Ukraine. Sorry, Gary just wrote Hatas in the chat, which distracted me. So the farm allegedly stole electricity from the nation's grid. So jumping into the article, the Security Service of Ukraine, or the SBU, has discovered and raided a cryptocurrency mining farm that allegedly stole electricity from the country's power grid. But instead of finding computers, the agency found racks with thousands of PS4 Pros stacked vertically side by side. As reported by Kotaku, the Ukrainian authorities confiscated over 5,000 gaming-related devices, 3,800 of which were consoles from a warehouse right next to and formerly owned by... Okay, this is going to go wrong. The the Vinitsia Blenego Energy Distribution Company. There you go. The Vinia Energy Company. That's the one. Uh, it's the largest crypto farm the SBU has discovered so far, and the agency believes it's being operated by people living in the cities of Kiev and Vinitsia. Uh, apparently, the operators use special electricity meters to prevent authorities from discovering the theft, which amounted to as much as 257000 US dollars. Quote, at the same time, the SBU wrote in its announcement, the illegal withdrawal of electricity could lead to more global consequences. Entire neighbourhoods of Venezia could be left without electricity. Uh, Venezia Oblanergo denied any involvement in a statement sent to the Kiev Post. The equipment used for cryptocurrency mining has never operated on-premises owned by our enterprise. It also said that it didn't find any evidence of electrical theft and that the SBU's findings does not correspond to reality. While it's unclear at the moment whether the facility truly stole electricity or not, the SBU has published images of the PS4 Pros it found at the warehouse, which you can see below. As Kotaku notes, 3,800 consoles mean an investment of around 1.5 million US dollars, assuming all of them are PS4 Pros. Uh... Oh, just randomly cut off. I thought there was going to be more to that, but there yeah. you go. It stops. Nice. Uh, so a crypto farm with thousands of PS4 Pros has been ridden in Ukraine. Do you know what? If it was PS5s, that that kind of explain why you can't get your hands on any. But but that's that's the news. Crypto Farm with thousands of PS4 Pros has been raided in Ukraine. If they're willing to steal two hundred and fifty-seven thousand dollars worth of electricity, 
I would have liked to have known how much they could have potentially been making off that. I mean, what kind of money mm-hmm. does a farm make? Uh, anyway, Bib, what are your thoughts? If you go into this amount of trouble, like mining cryptocurrency isn't illegal, is it? I, I've I've never looked into it, so I don't know whether or not it is. I don't but believe it is. Saying it, yeah, so saying that it's all above board and they are potentially making thousands, you'd think that they'd pay the bill so that it goes under the radar. Do you not think? Yeah, you Because yeah. it seems like just an easy way to get caught out. I mean, <laughs> is, of all the really smart things that they've done here, this is probably the stupidest. Like... It's not the first time I've seen something like this. I, I remember seeing someone kitted out a car full of like 2080, 3080 graphic cards or whatever, an electric car, and then just plugged it in at one of those like free to use electrical uh, bays and then just left it there for days, just siphoning the electric to keep it going. I wonder if it's just a case of it doesn't actually make that much money compared to the amount of electricity that you've got to use. But if you get rid of the electrical costs, then it actually starts to become reasonably profitable, especially if you've got $1.5 million worth of PS4 Pros. Uh, Gary's put, imagine... He's put, imagine the noise of all those PS4 Pros on at the same time. (laughs) Forget the noise. Imagine just not knowing what the building is. And let's say it's one of those, like, aircraft hangar doors. You open it up, but it's on the back end of all of the consoles where all the fans are. It'd be like... It's yeah. just like guy flying back. Ah! Yeah, it's yeah. got done for a noise complaint rather than siphon energy. <laughs> that's that's how they found it. So uh, yeah, it, pff, no. Uh, fair play to you if you've got that much money. Um, there has to be there there has to be some sort of reasonable return on investment there because if you think you're gambling with one point five million dollars worth of hardware. In a situation where you're siphoning off a quarter of a million dollars worth of electricity, you've got to feel that it's got to be millions of dollars worth potential profit there, right? Imagine doing all of that and it being like, oh, big news, boys, we're up to eight quid. Uh, yeah, let's go, lads, yeah. So, yeah, I, it, I'm a bit upset that the article doesn't give us a, a what, because usually you'll get um, police have seized two kilograms of cocaine with a street value of whatever and they give you a monetary value so you can put it in real terms i don't like the fact that we don't have a street value of what they've had there but but there you go if you've got a ps4 pro um just just get yourself a warehouse hook it up to the street lamps yeah. outside or whatever steal electricity jobs are good and you could be you, <laughs> seen that on phoenix nights <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, old school old school um uh let's catch up with the chat catch up with the chat where did we get to? Oh, we got to the Spike Asshat comment. Uh, be seeing you. Hatass, there we go. Uh, oddly enough, the assignment uh, the assignment that that was the title of was a critique of an aspect of how schools are running this country. <laughs> what? Ah, do you know what? It's, it's, it's all relative. It's all relative. Uh, Sony laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, $1.5 million for PS4 Pros. Yeah, baby. Maybe that's <laughs> where mine came from. So PS4 Pro was a wonderful machine, um, but mine was dodgy as feck. Uh if anyone hasn't seen it, exclamation mark. Was it smokes or is it smoke? Exclamation mark. Smoke. Yeah, okay, I'll try that one. Exclamation mark, smoke. Oh, that's a one smoke. We'll get there eventually. Boom. So my PS my PS4 shit itself just because I used a smoke grenade in PUBG. So I would not want to be in that building because that's just like my mind and then just shut off mm. completely. So if they're always on doing you've got to feel it's gotta be intensive work. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine how many PS4 Pros they went through, or imagine how many were actually still working. <laughs> you went through it, yeah. This 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 
there's 3,800 PS4 Pros in here, and only 12 of them are still switched on. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh... Uh, I'm going to make the pawn coin. Imagine how much it'll be. Exactly. There you go. Put put the two best things together. Money and... No, anyway, moving on. Novel use of PS4 Pro. Um, sweaty money. Imagine the noise of all those... Oh, no, I've got that one, actually. How did you find us, cops? We could hear him. Uh, we could hear the hum from Russia. <laughs> uh, I said on the Discord, I'm surprised it was the electric company that rumbled and not the fan noise. Yeah, it's it, obscene. Big loud noises. Uh, worst I've seen is someone using the limited edition Gundam 3080s and buying like 50 of them. So there was none on the market. Uh, just using them to have a cool looking Gundam crypto farm. I hate these people with a passion. <clears throat> um, I tried to find out before I posted it, uh, but no site could say how long it was running for, let alone how much it made. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to even just see, see maths of, okay, if you've got 3,800 consoles mining, we could expect them to make a penny a, a, an hour or whatever so th 3,800 yeah. pennies an hour times by if it was open for six weeks it'd be this much but yeah there you go anyway on that bombshell we are gonna drop off so if you missed the news for today the one uh, the story that we've just gone through is a crypto farm has been found in Poland with 3,800 PS4 Pros uh basically siphoning electricity i mean swings and roundabouts whilst it was siphoning shitloads of electricity out of the industry it was also making the uh the offshore solar wind farm it's, it's, the, it's the most that they've ever had in a month so ggs that's all you need to do get crypto mining and get a wind farm next to it jobs are good and lovely lovely that that's not really what it was but yeah 3800 ps4 pros have been uh taken in a raid in Ukraine. We started the show off though talking about how Xbox has a new uh, update coming to its app which will allow you to control spending for yourself and your children's accounts. If you have a children, um, the, yeah, you can manage your spending much, much more effectively, which is nice. Netflix is stepping into video gaming. It's hired a former EA slash Facebook employee and is looking to expand into gaming in the next 12 months or so. And Stadia is looking to get more games in the next 12 months or so as it's giving more revenue to devs that bring new games to Stadia starting from quarter four 2021, leading through the next two years after that. So if you're a dev and you want to look at different revenue splits, then potentially, based on how your game plays and how your users interact with that game, Stadia could be a little bit more attractive to you if you were thinking about it. If not, just put it on, on platforms that people actually use. Way Anyway, on that bombshell. <laughs> we, <laughs> uh, we are going to finish up. Um... There will be another stream today, but it won't be right now because, um, well, because of Robo Daniel, he basically messed things up for us on purpose. No, he didn't. Um, so we, we, uh, I was going to jump on and play PUBG, but didn't expect the update to be finished until twelve noon CEST, aka one PM for us. Uh, I then also have a call at half three, so I thought I'll just wait until after my call at four ish and then jump on and play this afternoon. Anyway, the update is live, but I'm not going to be jumping on, so I will be jumping on with PUBG later on. Are you jumping on with anything in the meantime, babe? Or are you? Are you? Uh, no, uh, I need to do some stuff. I'm gonna. I've got a golf match later on, so. My groin is still fucked. You, you do realise you're supposed to use the clubs, don't you? Not your groin. <laughs> well, I played football on Tuesday and stretched. I mean, I, I fucked my groin up about a month ago and I'm either playing golf or playing football and I've just not had time to heal, shall we say. Um, 
so yeah, I've got to do some stretches. I'll do something for my golf match later on. First one of the year, first proper golf match, because usually they're on a Tuesday and I can't play. But today is the day that Bibby gets to go and get beat by someone at Brookdale Golf Club. <clears throat> Uh, Bibby hit a hole in one using his schlong. Mummy, why is that man's club so small? <laughs> Not a chance, like a cocktail sausage. <laughs> uh, but yes, on that weird bombshell, we are going to finish up then yeah. for now. We'll be back on later this afternoon with some PUBG fun times. In the meantime, we're going to we're going to drop a raid on one of our PUBG friends, Hamish, who was on the podcast with me last night, is playing PUBG, so we'll drop a little bit of a, a raid on him. New map, Tago Day, yeah! yeah. Uh, so feel free to stick around for the raid. Not only is it nice for Hamish, you all drop in and say hello, but you also get extra channel points for our channel by doing that too. In the meantime, though, um, baby teabag in each golf hole says magic man just wanted to get that out uh, <laughs> in the meantime though baby is there anything that you'd like to add before we disappear yeah again uh, three of the four news articles that were that we talked about today were supplied by you guys you helped shape our show and if you want to do that for the last show of the week there is two ways you can do that first of all find us on social media it's at ice cream World across all major social media platforms or if you are watching this on any of our on demand services go into the description below you will find a link to our discord all we need from you is a url plus your thoughts and impressions we will then give you our thoughts and impressions on the very next show which will be at what time tomorrow mr graham day well the next show oh echo voice i don't know why it's doing that the next show will be at 10 a.m don't know why the voice was echoing before the ish, but but yeah, that's that's what it should have been. Nice. Um, Baxter, how's things, dude? Uh, all right, lads, recently got back into Pez after a, a little three months off playing online tournaments. Good fun. GG's, mate. Enjoy. Enjoy. Uh, you've tuned in well, just in, in time for us to disappear because we're going to be back at 10 a.m.-ish with the next episode of The Scoop. We'll be back at 4 p.m.-ish with some PUBG fun times this evening. So feel free to join us for then. Also, feel free to stick around for the raid as we drop some love on Hamish. Uh, but him-ish, it's another-ish. Have yourselves a fantastic day. Drop in. If you're a sub, by the way, drop into Hamish's chat. Do us a favour. Just drop in and write ham and then use the issue mode. Spam the ham-ishers. Hamish, that's what we need in his chat. Please, please, thank you, thank you. Nice. Have a good day, though. We'll see you later on for PUBG or tomorrow for The Scoop. Until then, stay frosty. Stay frosty. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to twitch.tv forward slash Plus. How the devil are you doing? It's 20 past 11, so that's 10 a.m.-ish. Do you know what? I'm going to take that. It was like, I don't know, half past four in the afternoon or whatever by the time we went live yesterday. So 20 past <laughs> 11 is okay for me. Good morning. How are you all doing? Welcome to twitch.tv forward slash Plus. My name is Graham Day, wearing my PUBG t-shirt because it's PUBG Day. Yeah, and I'm joined by the man that we call Bibi. All right, Bib. Good morning. You absolutely got discorded to death then. We got, good morning. Yeah. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. <laughs> there we go. Good. Oh, 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 oh. Let's listen to this. My Rophilcopter goes soy, 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 Thank you very much, soy, 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 Spike, with the 18-month, that's two babies, two whole babies. Thank you very much, Spike. Good morning. How the devil are you? How the devil are you? No, two babies, not babies, but babies. 
Uh, forgot a side, I think. Yeah, yeah. We, we just got full side out. That's what it was. So, yes. Good morning, though. Mr. Mr. Clark, good morning. Iceman, good morning. Tito, good morning. Kigagad, good morning. How the devil are you all doing? Welcome into the chat. Anyone else that's in the mor- in the chat, good morning to you, too. Uh, if you don't know who we are, as mentioned, my name is Graham. This is Bib. We are Ice Cream Uppers in a true ice creamy fashion. This is The Scoop, your daily dose of news from the world of video games and beyond. We are here to give you our thoughts and our impressions on the UK's number one video game podcast, even if we do say so ourselves. We're going to look at the biggest, the best, and the breaking stories in the world of video games, and we want your thoughts and impressions too on our thoughts and impressions. So if you're in the chat, please do get involved. We go live on Twitch at 10 a.m.-ish each and every single weekday. 10 a.m.-ish. Uh, just just to let you know, we work in the video games industry, so the work stuff comes first, the podcast fits in around that. That's why we go live at 10 a.m. Ish. Anyway, we do go live at 10 a.m. ish on Twitch. So if you're in the chat, please do get involved. Give us those thoughts and impressions because we'll turn the live stream into a podcast, a video that goes on YouTube, and an audio podcast that goes on iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud and Google Play. There's tons of places where people can watch and listen on demand. But you guys are the ones that get to get involved right here, right now, live on Twitch. I say you guys. I mean, maybe maybe I'm talking to you on Spotify. If I am, then hey, how you doing? Or YouTube, if I am, hit the like button. Do you know? Do it, do it, do it, do it. Before we jump in the show, though, a couple of reminders. A uh, quick chat. Chat bot is alive. Nice. Okay, first of all, exclamation mark loot drop. If Tito wants to drop that into the chat because he's a mod that's that's already let himself down once this morning. Honestly, Tito. God, Iceman, pull him up. Good lad, good lad. Uh, so, yeah, exclamation mark loot drop will give you the information on how you could win a prize on this channel or at least be in the chance, uh, with a chance of winning a prize this month. Exclamation mark loot drop. Loot droop. There you go. <laughs> that's the one. Um, and then exclamation mark insert coin uh, just to give a shout out to our friends at insert coin clothing who who are just beautiful and make sexy beautiful clothing nice 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 um let's roll back up pez bull says hey ice long time no see but basically i leave twitch so well welcome back welcome back why did you leave why did you leave is it because we stopped doing masters of the league is it is it that i'm assuming it's that right uh but yeah welcome back good to have you back dude ads good morning how the devil are you sir uh well, yeah, and Pez die here. Well, there's that too. <laughs> it's the same every summer, though. Every summer, though, football games. Everyone stops playing football games on stream and then goes to watch international tournaments and stuff. And then when that finishes, you get that sort of like, oh, period after after the Euros or after the World Cup's finished, because uh, you get the, you get like the big sports celebration. You go off of Twitch and playing video games there. You get the the Wimbledon's and the Euros and 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 the whatever. And then it's like. Now what? Now what? Uh, usually you jump on holiday, but yeah, God knows when they're going to be back. Oh, wrong, wrong, wrong button. Tried to jump into the split screen and ne- nearly took us to the pub. <laughs> yeah, wishful <laughs> thinking. Not yet. Uh, all wait, new football game. Uh, Spike says FIFA 22, Kappa. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, 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 here we go. 35 months, say. Um thank you bib for the la 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 la
see if I can do mine. No, do you know what? I'll do mine. I'll do mine in a bit because I'll have to log out of Twitch and log back into Twitch and and and, and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's, do you not fuck it? We're going for it. We're going for it. If anyone else wants to drop their their primes, I'm going to do mine now. <laughs> oh, and, and Enix is doing it as well. <laughs> All the hype trains began. Whoop, 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 whoop. Okay, okay. Logging out of Twitch as ice cream. Logging back into Twitch as Graham Day. Oh no, this is all going wrong. I, I've got two facts of it. Give yourself, so I have to wait for my email, which is there. <laughs> yeah, this is a uh, welcome to the scoop, the UK's number one video game podcast. Watch, I'll do all this. Uh... I, bet, I bet my sub's not even ready yet. It's not! <laughs> Fuck! Uh, yeah. Great. Okay, there you go. Let's Doing all this work for nothing. Okay, log back out. Uh, and then log back in again as ice cream uploads. I wonder if it's, it's going to have me saved or I'm going to have to uh, two-factor authentication <laughs> again. This is this is what everyone tunes in for. Anyway, babe, while I'm doing this, what did you get up to yes. last night? Hello. Uh, <laughs> Asked him with a gifty as well. Absolute shagger. Thank you very much. Um, what did I get? Yeah, I was up till about one o'clock this morning playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I, I dipped away for a while. I haven't picked it up for a while because there's been so many other games in between. But I went back to it last night whilst listening to your podcast. Well, the podcast that you was a guest on for the 30 plus community yesterday. So I was listening to that was playing Assassin's Creed. Um, yeah, I mean, what a fucking game. I know Spike has probably done about 7,000 hours into that game and it's genuinely the first Assassin's Creed that I've played probably since 2 I didn't really play the first one well I played the first one didn't really enjoy it but I'll give the second one a chance because I thought it may improve on the things that I didn't necessarily like about it it didn't so I just haven't played any for like the last 10 years or whatever but this one was speaking to me I don't know whether or not it's because it was like Nordic Vikings pretty cool but this game is brilliant it's, I'm really, really, really enjoying it. Being able to go and get on my boat and then go and raid another island and take all that shit is fantastic. I absolutely love it. Nice. Uh, uh, petition to go change to Assassin's Creed, by the way, because he said Valhalla is ace, so he's a big fan. We'll go to Assassin's Creed. Uh, yeah, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Yes. Uh, okay. Shout out to We've Got Bye Bin Ho for the 35 months. Sub, appreciate that, babe. And Enix with the 15 months. Halo Beta Soon. Mr. T with a gifted to Pezbull. Welcome back, Pezbull. First day back and you get yourself a sub. Nice. Cheers, Mr. T. Appreciate that. What a guy. Gagad for dropping the bugger cheer. Bugger. Thank you very much for that, Gagad, as well. And everyone for getting us to level two in a hype train. It's been a while since we've had a hype train on the channel. So yeah, 22% of the way through level two just for starting the day on a on a standard Thursday. Nice. You love to see it. You yeah. love to see it. Um but yes, uh, just just before we jump into some news, uh if anyone hasn't seen the likes of Western Co in the chat, um they are from a Twitch slash Discord dish Discord or Discord a community called 30 Plus. Um and I guested on their podcast last night. So um yeah, check out 30 
I think it's 30 plus community or 30 community on Twitch if you're not in Discord. Um, and yeah, you'll be able to see the links there. Return of the Mac. Once again, Return of the Mac. Um, not the song, but Return of the Mac with a Q rather than CK at the end. Um, is a streamer on Twitch. He hosted the podcast, which I took part in last night. So it was nice to be involved in a podcast at... Uh, well, pretty much as close to 10 a.m.-ish as we usually go live because it was 8 p.m., so pretty much the same time frame. Nice. Nice. Uh, okay, let's jump back through the chat. Okay, we've got the Lurls. I, I heard two bo- uh, bibbies. I fully expect you to deliver this now. <laughs> two bibbies. <laughs> uh, well, well, no two bibbies. We've got OG bibby and we've got bibby bibby. So, yeah. Ads redeem disco lights as well. Okay. Ooh, ooh. And it's not doing anything. Great. This is what happens when you update your stream deck. Uh, yeah. Ads, I'll, I'll, I'll do that for you at some, some point in time. Actually, I wonder if I can do it manually. Uh, okay, I turn my lights off and on. It's not quite the same thing. <laughs> uh, lights. Disco. Nope, it's not working. Okay, we'll come back to that at some point in time. But thank you very much for spending the sprinkles of the channel points on the channel ads. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Where did we get to? Bibby did that just so he could have a drink. Did 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 what? So he could have a drink. I, don't, I missed it. <laughs> resubscribe. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, no, new uh, new football live service free to play game by Konami. I think PES 2020 is the last PES game that we knows. Maybe there's rumors. Um, Gagad says, "What's this new game? Game, 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 game." <laughs> uh, Asim Valhalla is ace. Big Zombie Monkey says, "Yes, Bibby, yes." Uh, uh, da, 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 da. Oh, we've got what is this? Surviving Java, Java season two. Ah, oh, there you go. That's you dropping the link to the podcast. I get you. I get you. So there you go. There's the link to the thirty plus community podcast in the chat there. But we'll move on from that one. Thank you very much, everyone that's started the hype train. Don't feel free to keep it going. There's thirty five seconds left, and it just just it, we appreciate the fact that you've even triggered a hype train, let alone getting it to level two. So thank you very much, guys. Appreciate your support very very much. But for now. Save those pennies, uh, which is exactly what you could do as a parent because Xbox has now introduced child spending limits. Bib, you're mm. a massive child. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to, to be limited with your spending on Xbox? Not via my own money, but if I was to have a child and they were spending my money, yeah, I would absolutely love that. <laughs> Nice. Well, it's interesting because that's the lead story, almost like that was a cheesy tangent into it. There you go. Uh, so there's the, the lead story written by Tom Phillips at Eurogame. It says, Xbox app now lets uh, you set spending limits for child accounts. A very, very good addition. I'll jump into that one in just a second, but to let you know what story is going to follow it. Netflix is going for EA slash Game Pass in the same move, maybe? We'll give you the information on that. Stadia. Is, is is actually doing some good stuff. I mean, is it enough? We will we'll we'll break through that. But they're looking at ways to uh, give revenue to developers uh, as part of their restructuring for payment systems. And then finally, a crypto farm with thousands of PS4s has been raided in Ukraine. Bit of a different story to finish off, but for now, let's jump into the main article, the one that was mentioned just a second ago. Xbox app now lets you set spending limits for child accounts and approve purchases and view spending history. So Microsoft's free Xbox family settings app now lets you manage uh, a child's account spending power with a set of new handy tools. You can set a spending limit by manually adding money to their Microsoft account and removing the ability to purchase with a credit or debit uh, card. You can also toggle and ask to buy 
I function if a child account wants to make a purchase they don't have sufficient funds for, prompting a request to either make the purchase for the child or add the funds to do so. The ability to view a child's account, uh, child accounts, balance and spending history at a glance have also been added alongside the app's existing features to track screen time, multiplayer access and limit game content to what is age appropriate. Quote, one of the top pieces of feedback we've received from parents about the Xbox Family Settings app is to include options to track and manage kids spending, Xbox Family Trust and Safety boss Kim Kuhn said. Uh, feedback has ranged from I'd like to, buy, uh, to add money to my child's account as a reward for good grades on their report card. Can I do this from the app? To I want to give my kid an allowance to spend money on games through the app. And how do I manage how much money my son can spend while he's gaming? I don't want any surprises. Uh, these measures will likely prove useful for those in charge of child accounts and the children who use them, but will also likely benefit Microsoft. Coons notes how the spending limit feature is a great way to reward your child, for example, if they complete their weekly chores or if they did especially well on a recent maths test. Perhaps we could also see similar features used in the UK if legislation is brought in to control spending on loot boxes and as individual games like FIFA 21 move to preempt legal changes that might block spending on blind box purchases. Review of loot boxes, blah blah blah. We understand they're bad and it's because of the change, but for now, we don't need to worry about loot boxes specifically. Just the Xboxes added new spending limits to give parents extra control to control how their children spend to get rid of nasty surprises and potentially offer reward systems. Bib, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I've, I genuinely thought that this would have been something that would have happened sooner, like. I'm not a programmer. We've we've spoke about this many times. I mean, we should get we've spoke about this many times on a t-shirt at this point because we seem to say it every single podcast. But we th this seems fairly easy to be able to try and implement, especially if you've got a family plan where you've got obviously uh, using you as the example because I'm assuming that's something that you wanted to set up initially. But there was blockades in the way for things like PUBG or whatever. But like you are the parent, you have a daughter. You don't want her to spend your money, but your card is on the is on the the family account, shall we say? So therefore, there should be sort of like a a little bracket or a tree that says this is a child. You can then submit this amount of money to a pot, and then they can spend that as and wish as and when they want to. Or you can like banks nowadays. If you go into mobile banking and you lose your card, you can just freeze it or unfreeze it. Like I didn't think that that was going to be that difficult to be able to implement, and a lot of a lot of these horror stories that you've seen over the last 15 years, uh, maybe 18 since Xbox Live has become a thing, Thank of um, like children spending thousands uh, or hundreds of thousands in some cases, and they're just going through the life savings of the parents. That would have all been tucked away years ago. So I'm surprised it's taken this long for something like this to be implemented. It's a massively welcome thing to be put on there because I, using me as an example then i have a 15 year old brother and my my card is on his account and i am petrified that he's just going to think out oh, fuck that guy i'm just going to spend all his money i and need 90 quid's worth of uh, yeah. <laughs> rocket yeah rocket league, league points yeah. yeah so it, it absolutely petrifies me but i know full well if he did i'd deck him and he knows that as well even though he is way taller than me probably way stronger than i am um there will be a time when he is going to level me, but at this moment in time, I'll still beat the living shit out of him if he spent £100 worth of <laughs> Rocket League points. Um, but anyway, besides the point, this is massive, especially because I know there's people in the chat, obviously like yourself, that do have children, and it would 
scare the living shit out of me if I knew that they had access to that. But it's something that you probably need to have on the account, doesn't it? So like the Xbox Live renews, or they'll be able to, if they want to, or you allow them to be able to buy a Fortnite skin or whatever it is that they want to be able to buy, um, and it's on there. I mean, I we have that sort of situation. In theory, Chloe could sting my card because I've set that up for the ability to mm. add V-Bucks whenever she wants it in kind of in Fortnite. Not whenever she wants it. She has to check with me first, which she does. Um, but yeah, in theory, I could be stung in that sort of situation. I mean, Iceman says, or, and hear me out, you don't put credit slash debit cards on your consoles. I mean, I get, I get the sentiment, but that's mm. also if you're from the 1950s. Uh, I, no, I get the sentiment, but also the, it's it's the modern world. The Cards and, and money and finances are so easily protected in so many different ways um, that that should be an we easy We are a little bit setup. smart, aren't we? Um, we are a little bit smart because we're, we, we, we are in the video games industry to a, to a large capacity or to a small capacity. We know that this is a thing, but if you are a parent or a single parent or a parent that's not interested in technology but the kid wants a console you they say i need xbox live they go okay no worries seven pound a month no worries leave the card on forgot about it the next day until they find out that they've been rinsed for about a grand <laughs> so i mean but like even us being smarter uh because we're part of the games industry that still doesn't really kind of matter because the games industry itself when it comes to payments is shocking and not just the games industry as anyone is anyone part of like an apple family sharing sort of situation so um i'm in daniel's family sharing which is paid for by daniel's mum which gets you like apple music and things like that which i don't yeah. really use but i'm in it anyway because should i ever want apple music it's there but the downside to that is daniel's mum sets it up so she's like the parent uh then there's like uh, me and danielle and chloe are in it They're like there's multiple levels in it kind of thing but if i want to buy something now i have to exit family sharing go to the app store and buy it and then that will charge 99 pence or a quid or five quid or whatever it is to my card on my account. If I don't leave family sharing, it builds the family owner. And you should just be able to go, okay, no, bill me, not not Carol. So if I, I've done I've done it before. I purchased something, an app or an ex, uh, I don't know, whatever mm. it was, and realized like two days later when Carol's like, I've got an email that says that you've took 299 on my account. So I was like, oh shit, I'll send you the money. So I'm sending the money to her. But it's just so backwards that, that okay, we've got family sharing and content sharing and stuff like that. But when it comes to payments, it's like, oh, I didn't even consider putting in controls or choosing where yeah. things, like I, you can go to, I, I literally went on holiday to Florida I uh, said I wanted a card to use while I'm abroad and Thompson or Thomas Cook or whichever company it's no, no longer exists gave me this card and I manage that on my app. I can choose the money comes from my account. I can choose to put it in English uh, currencies or... Is that the Revolut? Or, no, there's, there was loads. There's loads of different cards. It was one that was just a generic sort of one kind of thing. Um but if you can if you can do that with a card, changing currencies on the fly in an app, choosing where the money comes in or goes out to for a fecking uh, a thing that you use once while you're on holiday, uh, that's set up by another company. How can a company that's owned by Microsoft not deliver that sort of stuff until now? So the fact that Microsoft are doing that, GGs, I'm, I, this is steps ahead. I love this. PlayStation, where are you guys? Because this needs to be there. Uh, absolutely, it's 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 so out of date. Even if banks, which obviously we've got digital banking and modern banking and stuff, mm -hmm. banks are really out of date. Um, but they have come on leaps and bounds in the last 
24 months, uh, particularly, probably because of the COVID situation, that's exacerbated their need for more controls via the app. But if banks can push things forward, which is the foundation of the financial systems, the fluffy bits on top of it should be super easy. And, and yeah, they've just been so far back. Um, Tito says, as long as these controls are made obvious, it's great. If they're buried, non-tech savvy parents won't know about them. Absolutely. And it should be, mm -hmm. it can be super easy. The And I think we probably will see, this is a guess based on what we've seen more recently with PlayStation, we'll probably see the control being super easy on Xbox. If these come to PlayStation, fuck that shit. I mean, PlayStation can't even have an upgrade to a next-gen console kind of stuff because of the foundations of their system being so complex. <laughs> I think Microsoft will yeah. find a way to make it very consumer-friendly. PlayStation will have something that is functional but not necessarily consumer-friendly. Um, you know, we're slagging PlayStation off for this. Christ knows what's going over at Nintendo then. <laughs> like, it's going to be like 14 <laughs> years before anything over there. They have got a fucking party chat for a start. So, yeah, Nintendo will be, would you like to purchase something on this? Yes. Are you an adult? Yes. Continue. Are you a child? Yes. Okay. Well, just get one drop of blood, put it in between two pieces of glass, look underneath <laughs> a microscope. Tell us about your genetic. Oh, fuck's sake. God. <laughs> uh, God. Where do we where do we get to? Uh, my bank is usually empty, so I'm okay. <laughs> Says time report. Well, there you go. That's that's the easiest way to get around it. MC fixer, hundred pound, you can afford it. Uh, Bibby, um, yeah, we don't Morning call fixed. him Bibby Two Lambos for no reason. I mean, they got obviously it's hundred pound. <laughs> that's just that's what he's got. I'm just looking out the window. Then I can hear some construction going on. I thought, oh, is that the uh, is that the new uh, new barn being put in the back? The soundproof barn <laughs> being put out. I don't know what it is. So someone's making a right racket out there. Bibby's getting a sex yeah. band. Graham gets a sex band. Bibby gets two sex bands, <laughs> honestly. Uh, I think a lot of parents don't know it's permanently linked all the time. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, this is where we come back to the kind of like, if, if you leave yourself open, it's kind of your fault, which I say knowing that I'm leaving myself open, potentially. Chloe, in theory, could go and spend a shitload of money on my my card, up mm -hmm. to, I think it is £100 or whatever the limit is, in one go kind of thing. Um, but that's where the, the parental side of things come in. Chloe, I would never expect her to do that in terms of like, obviously most parents that have had that done didn't expect their kids to go and spend a shitload of money. But you know your kid, you know what they could do. Or And, and Chloe's not that kind of person. She's She's been grounded... Uh, well, she's been grounded many times, but she's she is a grounded person in the fact that she knows there are uh, repercussions for doing sorts uh, things like that. And we're trying to teach her the value of money and, and that, that whole parental side of it. So I am potentially open, but that has come as a result of deep conversations where the significance of the impacts of abusing those those systems are, are obvious. All she can do is just buy things on a console um, and... If she if she was a different kind of kid, one that you were like, eh, okay, I'm not sure, <laughs> then maybe the card wouldn't be there. Maybe it wouldn't be open in that sort of, uh, sort of situation. But but yeah, um, where do we get to? Uh, keeps keeps rolling. Uh, imagine if someone stole your PS4, they could rinse your ass. Exactly, they could do in theory. Um, unless you have your PS4 set up so that you have a password on your PS4. Uh, but then if they are rinsing you, they're rinsing you onto that account so she doesn't have my account details she has it's actually linked up through paypal so i'd be able to get it back anyway that way so i am i am covered um but uh yeah all they would be able to do is add purchases to my account they wouldn't be able to change my account details or take that to their account so it's kind of like a 
a roundabout theft. Oh, I'm going to steal stuff until you lock your account and then I've lost it kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. When you have kids, it's almost a must to have things linked. I mean, I, mean, I pay for my shopping with my watch these days and I'm now I'm 40 next month. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. I mean, I, I, I go into Tesco and I pay for it on my phone. I literally, there's, there's a Tesco app, kind of uh, like the club card app, um, called Pay Plus or something. Anyway, I scan my face and then scan it on uh, scan the phone on the machine and it links up my club card and takes the money out of my bank in the same process kind of thing. So I don't have to bother getting a club card out and then putting my card into the machine. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the modern world. Um, I use my brother's Netflix. He uses my BT Sport Fair Trade. Absolutely Fair Trade. We, we do the same sort of thing with Disney Plus. So yeah. At uh, that time, Graham bought porn on the family account. That was an awkward Christmas at Carol's. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, uh, friend code f- for a transaction? Uh, oh, Nintendo, I get you now. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, I've always used prepaid wallet top-up cards for this uh, sort of thing as a personal security thing, and that was before some fucker got into my PS account a few years back. The email literally arrived just as I woke up and checked them, made a beeline for my console, and managed to get into it before the d- details were changed. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand the safety. I mean, I'm... I'm uh, y- you're more erring on the side of caution than me in terms of... You could be super secretive in that sort of way, like you say, having the security element, mm-hmm. but there's so many benefits that come from having that always on. Naturally, with anything that's always on and super linked, then there are more security risks. Um, but I want all of that stuff to give me an easier life in that sort of sense. So I take the necessary steps and give myself the necessary securities Um as long as I can enjoy the fruits of and the benefits of the other bits. So it's basically a cost-benefit analysis. Do the benefits of the the extra security uh, outweigh the benefits of the always-on, fully-connected lifestyle? Some bits of it, yes, and some bits of it, no. I mean, I'm, I'm the same sort of person that, that bins off cookies on websites just when they look a bit dodgy kind of thing. So I'm anal in some ways, but yeah, that always-on, fully-connected stuff, being able to just sort things on the fly. It's good. It's good. Um, Switch Pro 2022 confirmed. March 2022. Uh, well, another stick drift on my red dual sense. What a joke. It's, I think you've just got a, a dodgy thumb. Literally just sat there like, <laughs> well, that's what it is. To, to be fair, like my Switch, my Switch controller, the, the, the Joy-Con and that is just, it's on its ass that. But the only problem I'm having with my dual sense one at the moment is something that happened like a month afterwards where the, the X is just a little bit sticky. It, it, it's going to happen in never, it, eventually. I mean, a PlayStation 4 controller, I've still got, well, Walker's got it, but I've still got my original day one PlayStation 4 controller, and it's just, I, I had to put some thumb guard things on top of it because the, the rubber's on it's fucked. But that controller still works perfectly fine, so you've got to... it's not a problem. It will eventually happen, but I've, I think I've just been very, very lucky with my controllers. I mean, my Joy-Con ones, I've, I've still got the same original ones that I had with the Switch four years ago. Um, so it's inevitable that's going to happen now. It's 60 quid I'm going to have to pay to get that renewed. But if it lasts another four years, fucking great. But um, yeah, it's it seems to be a massive problem. Uh, Bibby has a sticky X on his controller, which confirms that Bibby's using his PS5 as most people were using the PS4s, according to Pornhub's viewership stats. So yeah, there you go. Do not touch Bibby's Too sticky much licorice X. while I'm playing. <laughs> That's what it Too is. Too much licorice. That's what it is. That's we believe licorice. you. <laughs> That's what. Told you, don't touch places. Don't touch people's mobile phones, and do not touch their PlayStation controllers. <laughs> Two pieces of free life advice. Uh, if my daughter used a lot 
of money on my PC, there'd be in trouble for more than one reason. The first being the money, the second being, why the fuck are you on my PC? <laughs> Get that. Yeah, but the, I mean, you've kind of like kitted them out with their own PCs as well. So that's that's a legitimate sort of thing there as well. Uh, people normally use Hello than Switch Pro confirmed, Kappa. <laughs> that's, that's just ads. Uh, remember at this point, Back to the Future uh, predicted we'd have flying cars. Nope. Watches to spend money. Yeah, that's it. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, hoverboards as well. Where are those? I want one of those. Uh, I let my kids pay for their own games and apps. Sod let them get my card details. Uh, you lead a, lead a cushy life. Uh, we know why it's sticky, baby. You dirty bugger. Uh, and how would you know that, Graham? I mean, yeah. just just putting the clues together. Just putting the clues together. Baby's got a sticky button. We know about Pornhub <laughs> stats. PS4s. Are the uh, was was it was it seventy percent of Pornhub viewership or something like that was on PS4. It, it was stupidly high. Like there was like one percent on the Nintendo DS, which is fair play, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's still pulling the pun on Nintendo DS, but yeah. Imagine, imagine though that like. That screen is not like 12 pixels. <laughs> I think that's a boob. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's just a Pornhub logo. Fuck, God damn it! Yes. Yeah, good effort, good effort. I mean, it needs must, needs must. 8-bit porn. <laughs> exactly. uh, what has this podcast turned into? <laughs> and on that bombshell, do you know what? You can limit your kids by not letting them watch The Scoop instead. Yeah, that's 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 a good way to go. Uh, so to recap, Xbox app now lets you set spending limits for child accounts. You can add funds. They can ask you to buy things. Uh, you can remove the ability to get purchases and stuff whenever you want. Basically, modern day transaction management that that you expect in a lot of systems is now coming to consoles. At least one side of the console uh, race anyway. Xbox will be adding that at some point soon, which is nice. Nice. Tell you what else is coming soon. Netflix. But in video games, uh, oh, that seems to be the case anyway. This next story, Tom Ivan at VGC says, Netflix has hired a former EA executive to lead its expansion into gaming. Firm will reportedly add games to its streaming platform in the next year. Ooh. Netflix uh, slash Tiger King on Xbox Series X slash Game Pass. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> So Netflix has appointed a former Electronic Arts and Facebook executive to lead its expansion into the video games market. This is the bit where I'm going to stop for just a second and wait for the memes and the lols. Uh, Xbox wants to step into gaming and it chooses an EA and Facebook representative. Lol, 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 lol. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, I've said it for you. You don't have to say it now. Anyway, uh, the company confirmed on Wednesday that Mike Verdu is joining as Vice President of Game Development and will report to Chief Operating Officer Greg Peters. Verdu was most recently Facebook's Vice President of AR VR content where he worked with developers to bring games and other content to oculus headsets prior to that he spent a year and a half as head of ea mobile overseeing studios including popcap with plants vs zombies capital games star wars galaxy of heroes and track 20 sim city build it netflix intends to add video games to its streaming platform within the 12 months present uh, within the okay within 12 months presented as a new programming genre according to a bloomberg source said to be familiar with the plans the company isn't currently planning to charge extra for access to the games uh, they added, although the new content may help it justify subscription price rises further down the line. Netflix is now recruiting for game development rated roles on uh, related roles on its website, although it's claimed the California-based company has yet to decide on a game development strategy. The company had previously suggested that it saw entering the games market as a significant challenge. Speaking in 2019, CEO Reed Hastings claimed Netflix had no intention to create a game streaming service. Quote, 
we don't compete with Fortnite better by doing something like a streaming service because we're not very good at that, he said at the time. We compete by doing the most amazing TV shows you've ever seen. So you put down Fortnite and you come to watch our shows. Netflix has produced dozens of video game adaptions over the years, most notably The Witcher, Sonic the Hedgehog, Castlevania, and a Resident Evil movie. It, also, it is also currently working on movies based on two Ubisoft properties, The Division and Beyond Good and Evil, as well as an Assassin's Creed series. And in 2018, Netflix also produced Black Mirror Bandersnatch, an interactive movie inspired by choose-your-own-adventure games. Uh, the information first reported made that Netflix had begun recruiting for an executive to lead future games. Uh, the the information... Oh, okay, that's an outlet. So the information first reported on the story, anyway, back in May. That is the gist. Netflix. That's the Netflix noise, by the way, just in case you know it was. <laughs> it was uncanny. I've, I've got you. I've got you. <laughs> soon, oh, my God. Soon, turning on your PS5, your Xbox, you're not going to hear EA Sports on all that jazz. You're going to hear the da-dong. Bib, excited for that noise on, mm. on your console? Well, in video game sense, anyway. Well, I mean, a lot of the Netflix original stuff nowadays is fantastic. We went over this yesterday with the likes of ITV dramas and BBC dramas just getting better and better. And obviously Netflix are being able to buy the rights for either video games. So they said that there was two, but there's definitely three there. Assassin's Creed Division and Beyond Good and Evil, but whatever it is. Um, yeah, there's, didn't they make the Stranger Game, Stranger, Stranger Game, Stranger Things 3 game as well? Uh, they, they did. They did. Um it was all ish ish they did but then they launched it elsewhere so whilst they they had that commission that might have been precursor to this sort of stuff and it was purely as a marketing sort of thing so to create yeah. create the game was game as well to be fair uh, i have it installed on my desktop i got it through the twitch launcher i think it was yeah um uh and i've heard it's good uh good too yeah. like that recent re retro sort of is it side scroller or or top down? Ish, yeah. It's it's like it's it's a top down. It's like an isometric game. Um, but yeah, like we said yesterday about ITV and BBC having some of the best content there is. Are they getting the best writers to create some of the best content? Obviously, Netflix has been doing that for a while as well with the Netflix original stuff. Being able to hire the best writers and uh, the best producers and just create some amazing content. Likewise, what we said yesterday again if we can start to get these people who don't usually meddle around in the video game sphere, creating video game stories, again, it's a massive, a massive, massive plus. We, again, I get, get the t-shirt. We've said this a million times. If we can start to get bigger and better storylines in video games, the multiplayer fad, I'm over it. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's games that I do want to play multiplayer with, but my time is best spent having storylines being put into my face. Um, so I, I, that's just me personally. I've always I mean, been. That's like what that. your sticky button suggests as well. So. <laughs> well, you know, well, there is a certain criteria on certain websites that let you just watch <laughs> storyline versions of stuff. Um, but anyway, yeah, if we can get the best writers, best producers, best video game makers having Netflix s style video games, or just underneath that banner, Netflix has got money to throw away, aren't they? Let's be honest; they can they can hire the biggest and the best if they really want to. Um, so yeah, this is a massive, massive plus for me. Again, I'll be, I'll be amazing. Um, jumping back a little bit, just onto the last story. Spike says, "Am I the only person who doesn't use consoles for the internet?" No, I hate using my console as an internet browser or, or yeah, apps, apps, and that's it. I mean, I do occasionally use it for if I need to watch some some 
sports or something and I've got dodgy feed because, you know, I'm proper legal and stuff, um, then, yeah, maybe that way. But, yeah, there's usually a better way. Um, uh, Iceman says I don't either, especially as my laptop is right next to my console. I'd rather use my phone. Uh, it's just so painful trying to use a web browser mm-hmm. with a with a controller. No, no, no. Or, or a TV remote. Um, Tito says, were Netflix original love film? They used to rent games as well as DVDs, if that's the case. Microtraction, yeah. uh, microtransactions coming to Netflix then. Um, they were. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I used to do that. I, then I moved on to Boomerang. Uh, Boomerang Games. They they do, they do the rental side of video games. It's really good, actually. Uh, but yeah, I used to have the Netflix stuff many moons ago. And you could just rent films. Um, Mad says, yay, Netflix will see us return to the heady days of shit licensed film slash series to gaming, Kappa. <laughs> E.T., the Netflix edition. Um, uh, oh, no, Mad says, no, different company. I thought they were the same company. Uh, Netflix is the one that Blockbuster Video were too arrogant to buy in its infancy. I know this, that's, that's one of those stories that's like Will Smith turning down the, the role of Neo to be in Wild Wild West, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, Blockbuster going, nah, Netflix just sounds like it's a fad. That's not going to catch on. Our Blockbuster stores, we've got 1,800 of them across America or whatever. This is this is what you need. And then seven years later, oops, should have bought that one. Um, but hindsight's a wonderful thing. Love film where Amazon Prime before it went digital, I think. Okay, well, there you go. It was, there was something, there was something in there maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you know what? I don't, I don't think Netflix will see the return of shit licensed content in that sort of sense. Um, I think we probably will see some of it, but one thing that Netflix don't really do is just pedal shit. That, and that's the thing is like any film, any TV series that came out in the eighties and nineties, you'd have a crap port where developers were given three to six months to just make a shit part of a game because it was, um, what was the, what was the, 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 the speaking of Netflix, there's a Netflix documentary about, uh, is it like high score? It might be high score, mm. um, or it could have been the toys video game movie one. Um, I can't, I can't remember. I watched within quick succession. I watched high score video game documentary, and then I saw like the toys that made us, and that had some video game yeah. stuff in there. Um, and you could see like back then, it was all about it was all about marketing and using your IP effectively. There's a film coming out, let's launch a game and a TV series and a merch line at the same time, cover all markets and you'll get more market saturation. Therefore, your film will be more successful. The film feeds the toys, the toys feeds the film and it all feeds the game and back, vice versa. So you used to just get games thrown out. Whereas Netflix realized that for their, that's that's fine if you want people to buy once and or then buy again. Uh, but Netflix wants people to keep coming back and stay subscribed. So their model relies on quality. So well, that, mm-hmm. that's why we've seen so much good content. Yeah, there's, there's a big variety of content, so not all of it applies to you, and some of it is a bit gash. Um, just is some, some, some bits are always going to be a bit of a flop. But on the whole, Netflix's stuff, it looks really good. It's designed mm-hmm. really well, and usually the stories are decent, you know. So... I can't see them coming in with with the shite ports of like, oh, there's well, we might as well make a new Stranger Things game now because that goes against everything else that they've stood for in terms of make good content, be something that people come back to, give them Stranger Things and give them Tiger King and give them... Uh, well, Tomorrow War is Amazon Prime, but I'll just use that because I can't think of anything off the top of my head. That, that zombie thing the other week, so... Cover all genres, cover all different angles, but do it to a decent extent. Um, mm. uh, would Netflix be able to make their own Witcher game sure based on their sales? Sure, they're not sales? wasting money as well. 
Yeah, exactly. It, like making shit games, putting all that much money into re- recruiting developers and so on, and then just peddling crap. It's just it'll just be a a loss, particularly if I mean the key thing in there is Netflix is making a shitload of money and it's charging a chunk of money as well. Um, but for them to expand and go bigger and better, to make big blockbuster movies and to, to churn them out and to... I mean, when Netflix first started making content, it was like, oh, that was a decent film with that that guy from that thing, but I don't remember his name. Whereas now it's like, okay, Netflix is making a film and it's got Dave Bautista as the head plus someone else and someone mm-hmm. else and someone else. And... and Every new thing from Netflix has big names in it. There's a Ryan Reynolds bodyguard thing, or there's a there's a whatever, and they go big with their stuff now. So the bigger the bigger production budgets, the bigger cast budgets, and so on, means that they need to make more money in, especially if they've got that content coming all the time. The only way they can do that is to charge you a, a set fee or to increase uh, their revenue. And if you're just increasing, oh, that's it. It's it's not ten quid a month or whatever it is now. It's going to be twelve quid a month, fifteen quid a month. People wince at any pointless um increases in price you just put in the price up because you want more money it's like yeah but you'll get you'll get better content people then just go well the content that i've been having is good enough just stick at that level why charge me more but if you then change that the shape of that product um to something different so like xbox adding Game Pass Ultimate, which gives you the ability to play on PCs and gives you different functions and stuff, that's something different rather than just changing a little bit of the content. Content is king, but people don't want to pay for content. Uh, people want to pay for functions. So if next, uh, if their next upgrade in price comes with games and stuff like that, and they make it optional at first, okay, well, if you just carry on watching Netflix, it's 10 quid. 10 quid. But if you want Netflix and Netflix games, that's... 15 quid people suddenly start paying that and then they may drop the price to to get everyone else in which is a stealthily way of them boosting their price by giving you extra functions but it's really amortized costings and so on so yeah i can see this being a big a big step towards um diversifying um across multiple baskets rather than having all eggs in one basket so that diversification plus the cost increase i can see that definitely be where it's going in the next couple of years if we've if we if we get a netflix games expect that to be either a separate charge or um what i feel would be more likely is rather than segmenting your audience with that old school dlc of did you pay the fee for this oh you didn't you don't get into it they just put it into everything else and then put the price up for everyone i think that's more likely uh let's go back to Madge's question would netflix be able to make their own witcher game based on their sales uh their series or would that still be handled by cdpr that would definitely be cdpr um so cdpr would have licensed the use of the brand to netflix for them to make the netflix series on that specific like maybe they would have either licensed it for a specific series a number of series or an open-ended license for series but anything outside of the remit um different ip different uh that ip is still cd project reds and if they wanted to make something else using that ip then yeah they'd have to go through cdpr for that one um da, 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 where do we get to chad's moving um like et was supposed to be done by a, a leading team and they said it couldn't be done so they got a bloke who said he could make a game in weeks and thus the worst video game ever made exactly that was in hmm. that actual story et was in one of them i can't remember if it was high score or the toys that made us both very good documentaries by the way if you want to watch them 